Listening Dog Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. A very warm welcome to this Offside Rule We Get It special straight after the Continental Cup final with Continental, of course, getting you to the game safely. Kate Borsay and Lindsay Hooper. They got us to the game safely and indeed they did. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay missed her train, by the way, everyone, but she got here in time. We've seen an interesting game actually here. Let's have a quick chat about that in a moment. Just to tell you what's coming up on today's podcast, we've got some great player interviews. We've just finished doing those now. Rachel Yankee, Jordan Nobbs, Leah Williamson and some quite strong work from Carly Telford as well, the Notts County goalkeeper, so plenty to keep you entertained during this podcast. We're also going to be talking about standout players from this year's Continental Cup, giving a few little awards out perhaps for people who've performed well, and talking about best cup final dramas. There was a bit of drama in today's game, so that's completely fitting, really, for what we're going to be speaking about. We were hoping to grab Sue Smith, but we've lost her somewhere. She was off with a dash of tan post-Dubai and a lovely wavy hair. So we've lost Sue, but we're going to plough through what we've got here today and of course bring those great interviews for you as well don't forget you can follow us on twitter at offside rule pod check out our instagram feed actually there are a few great photos from the final here today you can also check out our facebook page the offside rule we get it and pop onto the website www.offsiderulepodcast.com i love it when people do that there's three w's <laughs> www dot no it's www dot <laughs> let's talk about the game three nil to arsenal the final score lindsay not without its dramas today I thought Notts County gave a good account of themselves. Well, they were even on top, first 20, 25 yeah. minutes. They certainly were. But as with a lot of Arsenal teams traditionally, you give them something and they use it. They always convert their chances brilliantly and they've got the pace that Notts County don't. I always think Arsenal are the more likely to spring a surprise goal. Apart from maybe Jess Clarks, I think her pace is just blistering sometimes. And I'm surprised that she didn't get on the score sheet today. But look, the game changed, didn't it? The red card, Laura Bassett being sent off when really the, the most it should have been was a yellow, just changed the game completely. Um, and I think from both sides, we'll, we'll hear from Carly Telford and her thoughts on that 
and also from Arsenal. I don't think Arsenal wanted the game to be cut short like it was because it did really finish the game off from that point. But Notts County, they did well with 10 players and at times I thought they were going to get back into it. 3-0 maybe flatters a little bit for Arsenal. I thought 2-0 as it was, there was a bit of a blunder of a goal towards the end for Arsenal. And I, I felt 2-0, 2-1 would have been a, a reflective scoreline. But look, Arsenal love this cup. They've won it now for a fourth time in five years and they thoroughly deserved it today and I think they would have come out victorious even if it had been 11 versus 11 mm. for the whole 90 minutes. I just feel they, they had that edge to them today but I do believe that Notts County will come back stronger and they have a really good squad. They maybe need a bit more depth to their squad? I think they do and I would hate for them to be the nearly their team because I have to salute them A because of their support they're one of the most well supported teams mm. in the league but also I hope that they are not the team that kind of nearly get there and then fall on their sword a little bit and then kind of ebb away so I think that they've got to build on this success and I, I think you, you can call this season a success if you say well they've reached two major cup finals okay they haven't come out victorious in either of them so they have to take that as a positive despite of course the huge pain of losing today and the fact that they didn't really show up for the FA Cup final. They have to take the positives out of it. Uh, so just to sum up, two goals for Jordan Nobbs. She was man of the match in this game. A great ball through from Gemma Rose for her first goal. Her second goal was just class. It was just Jordan Nobbs class written all over it. Remember we didn't have Dan Carter here today. There was no Alex Scott either for Arsenal. Didn't matter. But I love to see that from players in the WSL, just up and down the leagues. I like to see players who when you get an opportunity sort of 25, mm. 30 yards out, mm. manage to keep the ball down because you get over the ball and you see them rifle a shot towards goal and you're either asking a lot of the goalkeeper you're looking for a pretty certain goal and she really did get a great connection some great purchase on that shot today there was no one around her I think she had all the time in the world, in the world. she had all the time since the World Cup in the summer <laughs> she had no players around her and I think Notts County at that point was stunned because of the Laura Bassett red card that we've mentioned Laura Bassett by the way tackling from behind on Vicky Lasada. did she get the ball or not it looked on the replay like she might have got part of her foot to it. A few people saying they thought that that was the ball being dragged away by the Arsenal player Lasada. But look, either way, it was very early on in the game. I think a yellow card maximum should have been. So that really stunned Notts County. Jordan Nobbs' second goal going in. The third goal for Arsenal, a bit of a bundle job, really. But they were deserved winners. Let's hear from a few of the players now post-match, find out what's on their mind. We spoke to Jordan Nobbs and to Leah Williamson. Let's hear from Jordan first. Be more of a sub, but but you know it's been a torment of a time for me. But I think today was one thing I wanted to go out and prove why I want to be in this team and why I want to be performing at a high level. And today just proved what I've been waiting for. And I think the two goals kind of showed that. In terms of performance as well, how does that rate for you? Because you got the player of the match in this game, but also you've been dying to have a performance like that all season, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've just wanted to get back on that pitch and, and be with the girls. I'm very proud of what they've done in this tournament. The first few games, obviously, they had to win to let me be fit and be able to play in this game. So I'm just privileged to be a part of this squad and wanted to give something back and put my all in. And, um, you know, I think sometimes things happen for a reason and today was my day. I've heard on the grapevine that they're thinking of renaming this the Arsenal Cup. <laughs> it's like four in five. Yeah, we, we like to be in the final of this one and uh, obviously we were disappointed last year to, to not win it, but... Um, I, I don't know whether it's this cup or, or just Arsenal in general. You know, we want to be in finals of everything and we want to be pushing for every single trophy like, like myself. And um, today was just another one where as, as soon as we were in the final, we knew we were going to win it. 
You were on top in this game, but was there an element of you that was disappointed with Laura Bassett sending off for the spectacle of it? Yeah, I haven't seen it back, but I mean, uh, you know, it was definitely a yellow card. I don't know if it was a red looking back. It is always disappointing when that happens early on in a game and, and we want to be beating the best team with all the players on the pitch. I got a real impression from speaking to some of you at the end of WSL season that you were disappointed with a third place finish, which third in the league isn't all that bad. But to get some silverware, I suppose that's just topped off the season now. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, I think because it's Arsenal and we're, we're used to winning, I coming third isn't good enough as a squad. And me as a player, I want to be in that top two and be playing Champions League. But I think one thing is uh, sometimes it happens in football and you just have to go on and, and look at the next game. And I think that's what we did as a squad. You know, we regrouped and we knew we just had to come home with some silverware this year. You go away now, you have quite a break. What happens during this off-season? Because many people see you having a summer league and then you come back to training, do you, around... February time? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the girls will have some time off, but me personally, with, with my injury, I have to stay on it, you know, with, with international duty, so it won't be rest for me, but I think I'd, I'd love a few more games, to be honest. I'm just getting back to where I want to be, and the girls will have a good break, and then hopefully we'll all be fit and ready for next year. Congratulations on the Cup win, and also congratulations on finishing the season on a high. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Check out exclusive football content daily on offsiderallpodcast.com. With Leah Williamson. Leah, congratulations. That's your first Continental Cup title under your belt. How does it feel? It feels great, especially after the disappointment last year. You know, I really, really wanted to win today. And, you know, it's a bit of a relief getting a trophy. That could have been the first year in, in many that we didn't. So, uh, yeah, it was a really good feeling. Did the team feel the weight of that expectation? Because it would be 15 years solid um, with trophies. If you'd have not gone and done it today, then that would have been quite some sort of record broken, really. But Definitely. The wrong type of record broken. Yeah. You know, especially me, I've grown up watching Arsenal and how successful they've been. So if we hadn't, sort of as if that legacy's drifting away, and that's definitely not what we want. So I think we was aware, but got players in this team that can deal with pressure. They've done this final a million times. So I think we stayed relatively calm and, and cool and just made sure, you know, well, especially with a great performance from Jordan, we delivered on the day. There is a lot of experience in the side. I pointed out today, it's Rachel Yankee's birthday. 18 years difference between you guys. What's it like playing with that much experience? in a big final you know it's amazing especially for me in circumstances like that I was left back not really my position with somebody like her in front of you it just fills you with confidence and she is an incredible sit to this team along with Emma Byrne Kelly as on the bench you know it's incredible for us and I'm lucky that I you know I got to play with this generation because the experience is just invaluable what is it about you that at 18 you can play out of your favourite position in a cup final and deal with it brilliantly? We know that you slipped in the first couple of minutes and I thought, OK, well, perhaps she's getting that over and done with now. Yeah. What did you feel after that slip? Did you just try and compose yourself as quick as possible? Yeah, I think, like I say, growing up at Arsenal, you almost expect to win trophies. So I just sort of remove the pressure from games. I don't feel I do get nervous, you know, as any player does, but I don't really feel pressure and... When I slipped, I was joking before, I had to give my studs to another of my teammates. So I was thinking, you know, straight away I just thought, just make a joke out of it. Took the team, I was like, I need me studs back. And then I just got on with it. And I think that's the, the way to do it. But, um, yeah, the pressure to me is, is a waste of time. So as long as I can keep my head and, and do the job, I'll be grand. We know we, we interviewed you for the website before uh, the game and you said that you wanted to do it to make up for the loss last year. Arsenal coming third in the league. What's the vision now? You've got a lot of youth in your team, um, a lot of experienced players, as we've mentioned now. So what's going to drive the team on? What are the aims for next season? We definitely want to be up there competing. We know we can do that. You know, we've had an unfortunate season, you know, a bit disrupted and... 
we know that we can compete next year and that's what we want to do. Um, the, the club's got plans as well as all of us players. You know, we've got ambitions in ourselves. Uh, but if you look at, you know, you mentioned we have a young team, but if you look today, you've given a, a final debut to Vian Sampson, Chloe Kelly and, and myself. You know, I'm a young player on the pitch and still players like Dominique Janssen, Jade, you know, we're all around 20, you know, around 20 and under so it's an incredible achievement if you look at our bench that was even younger today we have a 16 year old there and now everyone's been given a taste of it you know it's, it just becomes normality and I think that's important going forward well congratulations thank you very much thank you hi this is Kirsty Gallagher and I love the Offside Rule podcast Interesting stuff there from the victorious team, Lindsay. I want to talk about standout players, though. This tournament got underway as soon as the World Cup finished. The girls were literally straight into the action. We've had some good games, plenty of goals. Notts County scoring an incredible amount of goals, actually, in their first few games. But let's hear a couple of your thoughts on standout players of this tournament. I think Alex Greenwood's had a great tournament. Her free kick delivery is brilliant. If you're a striker, you must love it when you see Alex Greenwood standing over a free kick or a corner. I think she's had a really good season for Notts County. Looking to people like Leah Williamson, I think she's been very solid for Arsenal this season. And maybe in their cup run, you'd look to people like Dan Carter. She's been integral for them. And also Lasada. I think Vicky Lasada's played a big part this year. But I'm going to actually pick out someone who got to the semi-finals with Manchester City and has just had a blistering season and I believe it all began at last year's cup final the Conti cup final Isabel Christiansen. Yeah, I think Izzy Christiansen for her, scoring that winning header last year mm. marked the beginning of something very special for her as a player. She, what a 12 months she's had. Mm. She's had her first England call-up, she's scoring goals for fun and when I watched her last season up until the Conti Cup final, I felt like she was getting in all the right positions, she was showing great promise but she wasn't really maximising or turning those opportunities into goals and this season she has done. So I think throughout the tournament and throughout WSL she's been a player for me that Lots of other teams have had to mark her card. She's chipped in with the goals and she's going to play Champions League football as well next Mm. season. So Izzy Christensen throughout the Continental Tires Cup, but also for a season as a whole. Do you think because of the competition in that Manchester City women's squad, that when she scored that goal, she felt like she justified her position as a first team starter? I think something clicks as well and switches. If you score a goal and a winning goal Mm. in a cup final, it must give you that confidence that then she approached the new season Mm. with a completely different mentality. So I think she knows that this is her time. I think she's going to have a, a good few seasons ahead. It's exciting times for Izzy Christensen and she's with a good club as well. So there's no reason why she won't be in a final like this next year. I've picked out a few players from this Continental Cup tournament. Jess Clark being one of them. It would have been so yeah. easy, wouldn't it, for Jess to go into a massive sulk after, surprisingly as well, really being omitted from Mark Sampson's squad for the World Cup. But she came back and she came back with a vengeance. I think she was out to prove a point and I think fantastic. She channeled her energy and her frustration at not making that England squad in the right way. Scoring a hat-trick in Notts County's really good 6-1 win against Oxford United. There were plenty of goals to come for her. Six goals in total by the way. She didn't beat Natasha Dowie who is the top goal scorer. Only nine. She has to get a mention. Yeah, she does. And when you talk about a standout player in this yeah. competition as a whole, it has to be her. Although that said, I would say that she's one of only a few regular first-team players in WSL that's also been a regular
regular starter in the Conti Cup. Mm. A lot of managers choosing to rest players in this tournament, and that's been a shame. Mm. Four goals for Natasha Dowie to take Liverpool through to the semi-finals. That was four goals against Bristol Academy. Well done, her. Very, very convincing goal scorer. Joe Potter, quick word for Joe as well. Superb free kick from her to give Birmingham a 1-0 win against Chelsea. That knocked Chelsea out of this competition at the quarter-final stages. Birmingham very defensively solid in that game as well. So, yeah, quick shout to Joe Potter. Follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get In. There's only one of us. Post match here at the 2015 Continental <laughs> Cup final. Got a sausage roll in front of me and Carly Telford. They both look pretty appetising to me. Carly, commiserations for the game. It was, it was a sad way to go out actually, and I know that there must be quite a bit of anger towards the refereeing decision that saw Laura Bassett sent off. Thank you, see, we're devastated. You can see Arsenal celebrated, but probably didn't celebrate as they probably usually would. It was quite like a nullified atmosphere. It was kind of like the game was dead and buried after that call, really. It's just such a sad way to spoil things. Like, you see, you train all year, play all year, make commitments, sacrifices, and then one person can just spoil it in one moment. She didn't give herself a chance to think about what she was doing. She didn't discuss it with anyone. And it's just so disappointing. That's how it ended and just spoiled the game. And I think, like you say, it just spoiled what could have been potentially a very good cup final I think it was building up to that there was chances at either end it was a very attacking game and then within one moment it just became you could argue maybe one-sided but it just bless us legs end of the season and you haven't a fight with 10 players it just become a uphill task but we still created still plugged on and credit to Arsenal uh, they're very good for a reason and they took advantage of us being a player down and kind of ran us into the ground and and got the win. Speaking to other members of the press, lots of people saying that it had the makings of one of the greatest League Cup finals that we've seen in recent years up until that point. So you speak to Arsenal players afterwards, spoke to Jordan Nobbs, and she said, actually, we didn't want that to happen. They wanted the spectacle, but you don't want it to be memorable for those reasons, do you? Well, exactly. Um, whether she meant it to or not, it was all about her. There was cards coming out, flying around, and we'd only just kicked off. 10, 15 minutes in, there's players being booked off their first tackle. There's players that she took to one side and had a talking to. But what's the difference? There's no consistency. So it was just from the off, you could see that whether it was meant to be about her or not, it seemed to be about the ref mm. we want to play 11 against 11 and make it one of the best games make it a spectacle it's not an opportunity we get very much to play on the tv as well so you want to make it enjoyable for everyone else to watch you, someone gets sent off game's dead and buried we're defending for our lives kind of thing the other teams attacking but they're not really attacking with any vigor because they're just defending a 2-0 lead it just kills the game and it killed the whole atmosphere and it killed everything it was just such a, a sad sad way to go like I say this whole three weeks we've had of waiting around anyway for this cup final and then it's ruined within 30 minutes. So when it comes to officiating do we need to see more cross-contamination because we see the likes of Sean Massey who gets to referee in the men's game should we be seeing more male referees coming into the women's? I can't see what the difference is you play you need to be managed by the best regardless if they're male or female I'm, I'm all for getting more women into the game more women referees but if they're not good enough then don't use them because eventually they will become good enough but they have to hit a certain point before they are allowed to officiate and that's like any sport there's a reason why there's 11 players starting on that pitch because we're the best 11 players in the team you wouldn't then pick come to this final and pick a development player to play in that position you go with the best of the best I spoke to Lucy as I walked in the tunnel the fourth fish and I said could you not see that it wasn't a red and she's like I'm not mic'd up why are they not mic'd up why can't they communicate to each other why can't the officials who were facing who were maybe the other side of it say look take a minute take a breather she or she 
she can even speak and go to Lucy, was that definitely a red? Was there two feet involved? Go through the steps. It was just straight in there, big red, game over. And it was just, it's just heartbreaking that it had to end that way. Next year, what's going to happen to the team? Are you hanging on to your players? Have you got your ambition set in stone for next season? Well, I'd like to think we don't have to hang on to many. I think a lot of players who are here want to be here. Um, and we know the potential that this team's got and how far we can potentially go. So it'll be about coming back in January, no doubt, and starting all over again. But this time we haven't got... We're not going to have a big intake. So it was kind of like our first season together. We had a lot of players come in and have to build, have to start all over again. And then you have, obviously, a break. If you've got a lot of international players, you have the Cyprus Cup, then the build-up to the World Cup. So, again, it was very bitty. Were we able to really, truly gel as a team? A couple of injuries, and then you come back off a World Cup, you've got a few players that are tired. So for us, did we potentially give everything we could? I think the girls did, but I think we've got a lot more to offer. But we just need to have a very good pre-season together, not a lot of changes, and just start working on what we're good at. And what we're good at is attacking. You've proved that. I think we just need to finish our chances. If we'd have finished those chances in the first 30 minutes, who knows where we could have been? Because I reckon we had three or four very clear, clear chances. Keepers made a great save in the first minute. Like you say, could we have played on, played advantage and been in uh, the second time round? But... They're all if but some maybes, and, and like you see, you can't live and buy die them. But we're heading in the right direction, and that's the positive thing. When it, we got to Wembley, we looked at ourselves in the change room and said, we didn't deserve anything. But we can say this time round that maybe we didn't deserve it, but we give everything we could of, and, and that's all you can do. So The team bus is reversing. And actually, all of your teammates are going to get very angry with us. We want to be in your good books for next season, so we're going to let you go. And, and also, your such a role is definitely cold by now. It's got hairs on it as well. Cheers, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much, girls. Oh, you're leaving it with us now. Brilliant. Great. All right, cheers. Hello, everyone. This is Tony Cotty from Sky Sports Soccer Saturday. And when I'm not working with Jeff Stelling and the boys, I'm listening to the Offside Rule podcast. Women not know anything about football. You're having a laugh, aren't you? Well, as we're at a cup final again, Lindsay, and it's really funny, having been at the World Cup with you, every time we're at a game together and there's a goal or there's a bit of action, I keep reaching for my phone thinking, we're going to have to record it. <laughs> I have to tell myself to step down now because whenever I'm with you, I automatically think, I must catch every moment of this game. But it's quite real, stressful. The real truth of it is now that there's an element of you because you love multitasking that's a bit <laughs> bored and wanting to do it. There certainly is, although I don't really. Cup final dramas. We've had our own sense of drama today, as we've heard with the Laura Bassett sending off and a few other moments as well. I can't mention cup final dramas without mentioning the 2006 FA Cup final. Liverpool had won the Champions League the season before. There were great things expected of them this season. And Liverpool were struggling against West Ham. 3-2 at extra time. Steven Gerrard scored to send it through to penalties, which Liverpool won. But it was a huge amount of drama because I was on air at the time and all this was being fed through to me. I wasn't presenting a football show, by the way. All this was being fed through to me by, luckily, a fellow football fan who I had as a producer who was feeding the scores and I was trying not to be, yes, oh, the goal. Uh, so in my own special way, I was following this game. I, I had my Liverpool badge underneath the dress that I was presenting. As I had a little secret stash of Liverpoolness on me that day. But yeah, there was a huge drama because it looked like Liverpool had right royally stuffed it up. And it was only Stephen Jerry, the only player possible who could have stepped up to level things in the final minute or so. And then, of course, Liverpool to win it on pens. A very good friend of ours, Ian Danter, sent me a tweet over the weekend because Birmingham played Wolves <laughs> and we won. It did shock me too, Dance. I know, <laughs> I know. So I'm going to make him and other Birmingham fans feel a lot better. 
I'm just glad that we got some points. I'll get to mention that Wolves got some points as well. But yeah, let's talk about 2011 League Cup final, Birmingham and Arsenal. And it looked like Arsenal were a shoe-in for this cup because Birmingham were relegation threatened. In fact, they were relegated that year. So they really looked like they were going to be the sort of opposition that would roll over in a final like this. Oh no, that didn't happen. You have to talk about goalkeepers because occasionally the game that I was at this weekend, actually, Ipswich played Cardiff. It was all about the goalkeepers. And on this day, Ben Foster, had a string of saves that kept Birmingham in the game. Arsenal kept doing their usual pressing and playing their free-flowing football as they did, but there was no getting past Ben Foster. (laughs) They got past him once, actually, in total. The final score was 2-1. The Blues were relegated three months later, and it was the first trophy they'd won since 1963. Arsenal were obviously devastated, expecting to pick up that, that trophy. And I think if you spoke to Arsene Wenger and the players afterwards, there was a little bit of expectancy that perhaps played its part in Birmingham winning but that's the one that I'm going to speak about I just thought it was a shock final result Mm. it certainly was Um, can't talk about the FA Cup or talk about cup finals without thinking about those lovely cream coloured Liverpool suits in 1996 but also (laughs) the manner of which we kind of walked into the game like we were going to walk it and then didn't thanks to Eric Cantona in the final few moments of that game when J-Mo sort of fumbled the ball which wasn't like him actually at that time he was a good goalkeeper for us and Cantona just smashed it home with every amount of conviction as if to say you silly spice boys you turn up in your cream suits but you can't get past this French excellence Listen to the Offside Rule We Get It on Audio Boo iTunes and via our website OffsideRulePodcast.com Rachel Yankee, a familiar face for us. Have they got you a birthday cake today? No, we've got this team rule this season that when it's your birthday, you bring the cake. Not Yaya Toure would be having none of that. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> down the shops this morning buying cake, so um, that's why I'm looking forward to get back on the bus. I'm going to eat the cake that I bought. <laughs> I was going to offer that we could sing you happy birthday, but it's getting a bit quiet in here and my voice isn't that great, so right, we'll, we'll uh, probably curve that one. You do a very good Arsene Wenger, Edith Piaf. How about you, Marilyn Monroe? Happy birthday, no? <laughs> Rach, I want to start by just saying, first of all, you pretty much did 90 minutes today. Are you feeling well? No, I feel all right, you know. I felt quite good since probably second half of the season. First half, I had the back injury and a tear in my disc and just learning how to manage it. The Continental Cup's probably the most I've played. So I played against Millwall and since that game, I've felt fine, but obviously players are doing well, team's doing well, so it's hard to get minutes. I've been more of a sub, but it was nice to, to get a start here today. I pointed out earlier that there's 18 years difference between you and Leah Williamson in your squad. You are one of those names who's been there season in, season out. What are your plans for next season? Do you know what you're up to? I'm not sure yet, no, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Judging by something like the 80th minute when you were still running, tracking back, I'd just say maybe you just carry on and on and on. Yeah, no, I feel fine. I, f- I don't feel that I can't play at this level. But obviously my contract's up in December, so it's really down to the club and, and what the club wanted and what we'll talk and, and see. So, yeah. Do you think for you this season it's just because there hasn't been consistency throughout the whole of it? I mean, you look at your end of the campaign, this is something like your eighth win. Mm-hmm. So you ended really well, but was there just a bit of gelling at the beginning of the season? Um, I, don't, I don't know, to be honest, what it was. Um, I think, yeah, you know, Arsenal, we've been in probably a transitional period for last couple of years, you know, in different managers. And I think after the World Cup, you know, we knew that the game against Bristol... Just our last game before the World Cup, we knew that we'd messed up our chances at that point, drawing 1-1. 
But I do think that we can compete with the likes of Chelsea and Man City. I don't think we're that far away. We just need to make sure that, that everybody understands the standard that it make, takes to, to play for Arsenal Football Club. Is it now time for the team to sort of settle down? Is everything going to maintain the same now through into next season? Because it has been chopping and changing a bit. It has, it has, uh, yeah. And I think we need that. I don't know. I hope it settles down. And I think the club's got plans to, to move forward and always trying to make it better and, and trying to push the youngsters through and, and trying to educate people and develop them as footballers. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's a hard question to answer, but of course we need to settle down and we need to understand what it is that, that Pedro wants from us and what it is that is the standard of Arsenal Football Club. As players, we need to go out there and perform and be confident enough to be able to do that. You know, Arsenal evolved and it's it's weird to say this, but there was never a thought that we'd lose games. In this team this season, there's been question marks and we need to get that out and get people confident that we can go and play against anybody and believe that we can we can win. We won't always, but we, we need to believe that we can. Thank you for chatting with us. Happy birthday and enjoy that medal. You must not have any more room left on your mantelpiece. <laughs> I will, I will. Thank, Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Paul Merson and you're listening to the Offside Rule podcast. Happy birthday to Rachel Yankee. She's a, she's a legend. We've been, we've been interviewing her for years and she's still going. I love her. The brilliant Rachel Yankee. Thank you very much to her and congratulations to Arsenal today. Notts County, not without the plaudits. I thought that they put in a very good account of themselves, but they were unlucky, it has to be said. All right, Lindsay, we're going to wrap things up there from this cup final. I hope you've enjoyed hearing from the players and also from myself and Lindsay as well. We've enjoyed it up here in Rotherham, actually. We're about to catch quite a long train back. Oh, yeah, we are. I've enjoyed this Continental Tires Cup special. They're always good fun. Mm. So thanks very much for uh, being good host to us Rotherham I think we're the only ones left here <laughs> well thanks to Continental as well who've got us to the game safely and back home again <laughs> I hope don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod some great bits of build up actually go and check out Carly Telford's column on the website OffsideRulePodcast.com some good stuff from her there and not just about the final either um, can I flag l- like something else up go on I've got an insider column <gasps> Lindsay Hooper spills the beans. Finally, I'm going into print. (laughs) Who do you are? Lindsay Hooper. (laughs) Uh, Lindsay's column's going onto the website very, very soon. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel as well. Our Premier League reports going on weekly there at the moment. And Snapchat and Instagram too. We're just all over everything. I haven't been on the Snapchat yet, but I will. I will. I don't understand Snapchat, but no, I've no, got a feeling like that... both like grannies here. I've got oh. a feeling that I'm about to get a lesson from Richard Web Editor who's staring at me now across the table. All right, folks, nighty-night from us, and you'll hear from us again next week. Yes! Oh, yes! The offside rule, we get it, is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.